Hello and welcome to the Interior Design Business, the monthly podcast produced by the Interior Design Community for the Interior Design Community. We are very excited to be podcasting today in front of a live audience at the Rocker London Gallery in Chelsea Harbour. This is a wonderful space designed by Zaha Hadid Architects to showcase innovation, design, sustainability and well-being, the values at the very heart of the Rocker brand. The audience in front of me look super stylish and very sassy, if I might say, and we are looking forward to their involvement and contributions during the show. My name is Jeff Hayward, and I'm here with my co-presenter, Susie Rumbold, Creative Director of Tasuta Interiors and past president of the British Institute of Interior Design. Together, we're going to examine some of the business challenges faced by professional interior designers and give you the inside track on how to deal with them. Welcome to the interior design business. So today, we're looking at social media for interior designers, and we're joined by two very special guests. Interior designer Simone Suss, founder and CEO of London-based practice Studio Suss, and well-known interiors influencer and uncontested queen of colour, Sophie Robinson. Welcome to you both. Hi. Hi. Now, before we start, Susie, how would you describe your relationship with social media? Well, I think my relationship with social media is one of mild frustration. Um, to suit as a practice, we have around 3,000 followers, but I'm in awe of these two ladies because Simone has over 17,000 followers and Sophie has a whopping 77,000 Instagram followers. So tonight, my role is just to help Jeff ask the questions. I'm sitting here at the feet of the two, two gurus and I'm hoping to learn everything that they have to teach me. Oh, we'll do our best. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So Sophie, can I start by asking you about the range of social media platforms you engage with and what are they and what is, does your approach differ for each one? Yeah, okay. So um, essentially, I am visible on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Um, they are, they, those are the social media platforms, right? I also do write a blog and have a podcast that support that and also market through those. But in terms of engagement on social media, I think those are the three platforms. Now, Instagram absolutely overshadows the other two, like on another level. So just to give you some numbers, 77,000 on Instagram, 9,000 on Facebook, 22,000 on Twitter. Um, and in terms of engagement on Instagram, it just it puts them into the shadow. So really, I imagine for the sake of this conversation, and I think, Simone, you feel the same, Instagram is the big gun here. Yeah. Um, we just even interestingly chatting before the show, kind of dismissing Twitter. I think what, what you're going to learn from tonight is Instagram is an amazing, powerful tool. It's really worth investing in, but it takes time, effort and commitment. And so you can kind of drop the others, I feel, if you've got limited resources. One good thing is that Instagram will share instantly to Facebook, which is something I do, but then I go into Facebook and re-edit and take all the hashtags and everything out that isn't relevant to Facebook to stop my Facebook followers feeling like they've just been cut and pasted. And then Twitter <laughs> is quite dormant. I use Hootsuite to, um, to do some scheduled posts to say podcast out tomorrow or I'm going to be recording a live podcast with you guys tonight or um, new blog post today. So does that make you less of a slave to it? You can set things up in advance and then they just, they just, I might they just, just punch out. I just spend half an hour a week scheduling a week's load of tweets 
for things that are coming up that I just want to say, hey, this is going on. But, you know, I'll be lucky if I get a retweet and a like. I post something on Instagram and I'll have, like, today I think I've got nearly 3,000 likes and I, last time I looked over 150 comments. Amazing. From one post. Yeah, So amazing. you can see where I'm going to put my time and attention. Yes, of course. Uh, do you, would you say that's the same for you? Yes, I have to admit I'm not actually really on the other social media platforms. So even though I do post... Our posts do go onto Facebook. We purely use Instagram because what we do is so visual. And so, you know, it's just me running the Instagram account. We have a small company. I have a small company. It's, it's, you know, I've got a lot of things to do, manage the clients, everything else. And so this is, marketing is just part of what, what we do every day. And so for me to make it more manageable, we just purely focus on Instagram. How much actual business, though, has it generated for you? Probably not as much as people would think. Um, I think what we do, because it's a service industry, um, I think people will look at Instagram. I'm not sure if we've had people purely, purely contact us purely just from Instagram without looking at our website, which has all of our, you know has has our portfolio and everything on it. Has much more information because Instagram is very visual. So I think it's great as a portfolio. But then people will always call in, call into the office. Um, it's there as an accessory, as part of a cohesive marketing strategy. But it's not the be all and end all. We're not selling a product. We're not selling kind of hours, ad hoc hours. Yeah, yeah we're not selling ad, ad hoc hours. We're not selling any product either. So for for what we do, which is very kind of very much a, a service, and you know few high-value customers, I'd say that they're looking at Instagram, but they're not necessarily shopping for in, in our interior design service on, on Instagram, Instagram solely. So, um, But it, it's good for us in terms of also targeting clients. So um, one of our clients, I was following her Instagram account, and then I met her at a party, and then I could talk to her about the holiday she'd just been on because she uses um, Instagram so much. And then from that, we created a relationship and they went on to be good clients of ours so um we use it in different in different ways but it, it for us we have a portfolio our, our portfolio of work and what we're thinking you know there are thousands hundreds of thousands of interior designers in the uk probably and so i think Instagram's very good in terms of positioning and getting your your unique um, way of thinking across, you know, our kind of our USP, for example, um, because I think every interior designer needs to work out what their USP is um, and what makes them different. So um, I'm a patron of the Royal Academy of Arts. I'm a member of the British Fashion Council Fashion Trust. So art and fashion are kind of very much inspire our studio and the way that, that we design things. Um, and so when I go to fashion shows or when I go to art galleries, um, I do want to share that with our followers, not just make it all about our interior design portfolio, but hopefully people can then see how that then inspires it and give it a unique tone of voice. Um, well, but certainly it, well, the art collection yes, is something totally, that comes across loud and clear. Totally, because I mean, most of our clients do have amazing art collections. We're really lucky like that. And so, and I think it's really um, that how I like to position us is to know that we think about the art from the outset um, so that 
as opposed to just adding it in at the end, it's something that we think of, you know, we're, we're working with, um, with clients at the moment on, on a new build house and they have the most incredible art collection, their previous clients, we worked with them before. And so it's really thinking about, you know, the walls and the lighting and where we're going to put key pieces of art. And that's really how we like to design for, for some of our residential clients. Um, and, and I, yeah, and I think that that gives us a, a unique tone of voice and, and, and a unique Selling, selling proposition because um, the art really is there. It's not just something that we talk about and don't actually... But that do. can be communicated through your social media in a way that yeah. your website can't. Exactly. Which is, so that's, I think that's the headline, isn't it? What is your intention? What do you want to get out of your Instagram feed? Yeah. And you've clearly realised that it can't just be a portfolio because yeah. your website should be doing that. I think for an interior designer, you'd still need to really invest in your website. That needs to be kept up to date. That is where you're going to get your clients. Definitely. But you need to drive them to that website. So first of all, have a completely shit-hot website, great pictures, great portfolio. It communicates your brand values. It's unique. It's niche. Yeah. It's hitting. You know, you are attracting your desired customer through your website so you're getting the best clients so you can do your best work so that's the website and then your social media is an arrow to get people there and it can add that extra I think human layer that Mm. a business website can't so your business website might need to look very bells and whistles and professional but you can show a different layer to yourself on your social media and that is what Instagram is all about and the most successful Instagram accounts are ones that have a human touch. Yeah. I mean, it's authentic, right? You know, that's what it does um, You know, rule number one, have a picture of your face in your profile. Yeah. Okay, so even if you're a business, don't stick your logo as your Instagram profile picture. Have your face because people want to connect to people on Instagram. Yep. LinkedIn and your, and your website can do the, the logo thing. This is about you. And as you've already demonstrated, giving people an insight. Because interior design is really personal, right? Like, mm-hmm. you need a human connection when you're having somebody, especially if it's residential interior design. I was going to say, so is, in this, this, is, this, is this equally appropriate for commercial work? Or is this something really yeah, that is well, just focusing so, on private clients? Yeah, well, I think so, because it's all clients. branding. You know, interior, uh, Instagram is a branding exercise. And I think what I've really got out of my Instagram journey, I've three years had my pretty much it's just had its three-year birthday my Instagram page and um, what I've done throughout that three years is hone 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 who am I what are my brand values who do I want to work with who do I want to attract and that's why you've got to be really clear in your not only in your business because that just is business sense as well anyway like as you've already demonstrated you're quite niche in the market and you know what clients you want to work with so you can do your best work yeah And Instagram can help you do that. So, you know, one of my first things is, you know, so why are we on there? Why are you on there? And I think it's not just to get, you know, work. Mm. It's to connect with like-minded creatives. I have met some of my most powerful connections to Instagram. Kate Watson-Smythe, who I do the podcast with, I met through Instagram. There's a lady called Fiona Humberstone, who's a branding specialist, who I totally recommend you follow, the brand stylist on Instagram. Oh, I do She's done a book called <laughs> Style Your Brand, which is what kicked off my Instagram journey. So I had a very clear idea of how I wanted my brand to look. Mm. Met her on Instagram. And not to mention all the, you know, the lovely um, other designers and customers and everything else. So it's a... It's, Instagram is a place that people don't go on Instagram going, I need an interior designer, I'm going to go on Instagram. They go on there for inspiration, connectivity, community, and they want to feel good. Mm. 
We're on Instagram because we want that dopamine hit of woohoo, sexy interiors. <laughs> so that's what you need to deliver, I think. As well as if you're, and this is where you have to work out your own barometer, a little bit of yourself. Yeah. And, and that's, you work out what you're comfortable with on that level. And then I think so, um, a lot of interior designers will also then post things that inspire them as well. And I think it, it, it's somewhere, you know, there, there are no rules when it comes to Instagram. So you can literally post whatever you want to post. If you want to post pictures that inspire you, there are plenty of interior designers that post plenty of other interior designers. Um, always credit someone else's work. But, you know, you, you can... You, you can Basically, um, you, can, you can promote your own content, but you can also promote other, other people's yeah. content. And it's just building up that vision of the world as you see it. Perhaps. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. And so, because you, you've been doing it for about three years as well? Yes, I yeah, think so. so yeah, so about, about the same. Mm. So one of the things that I was really interested in was, was there a tipping point? Was there a moment at which you suddenly got an exponential increase in the number of people following you? And for... Sophie, maybe... Yeah, so that was when I got my intention sorted out. So when I started off on Instagram, you know, I might pop a picture of my baby on there, a holiday. I might not post for two weeks. You know, it was very ad hoc-y, which I know is how a lot of people treat Instagram. That's fine. If you want that kind of account, set up a private one for your kids and your holiday snaps. That's a different Instagram account. When when my um, engagement went up massively was I got really clear on what I was doing on there. So my intention on Instagram is to share my love of colour, to encourage and embolden people to have colour in their homes, for them to feel more confident, to spread the colour happiness and joy, and um, and to bring like-minded people together who love colourful interior design. It's really niche. It's really simple. And what's interesting, as an interior stylist, and I've spoken to interior designers who felt the same. Before that, I felt like I kind of had to be a little jack-of-all-trades. Yeah, mm. I can do Scandi, I can do New Ways with Grey, I can do Maximus, I can do Minimus. Hey, I'm so talented, I can do any look you want. You I can do No, I used to, not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, but so, I used to, so as, a magazine, as a magazine stylist, I could do living, etc., homes and gardens, whatever your look, it wasn't about me. On Instagram, it's all about you. So when I got that, and I really enjoyed really honing my sense of style and my message... And was there, is it a similar story for you? I think it's pretty similar. Um, I, I, again, um, yeah, when, when I started, I have, I have a personal account. I've been on, probably on my Instagram personal account for about five years or something. And, and it was that point where, okay, I'm sharing too much. I'm, I'm, I'm oversharing. I'm not really sure what to do with this. So then we started the business account. And then suddenly it, it felt a lot better. It felt like a bit of a relief because although there are plenty of interior designers that share a lot of their day-to-day stuff. And I did hear once um, that someone said, you need to have three prongs to your Instagram. You need to have your personal life, your work life, and some, some other interest. So I've heard a lot of advice mm. about Instagram over the last few years. Um, but So occasionally I'll share on the main feed. So say I'm traveling, for example, that will go on the personal feed with the kids. Um, but then it might go on the main feed if I see something amazing while I'm traveling, just to show that you know, I'm inspired by travel and that, that and we're that away. And that, so that, yeah, because it does give that human element to it, because it's quite difficult to know sometimes what goes on the personal account, what goes on the, the business account, because so much of it is a crossover, because you know, I am our business. Um, but um, but it does feel good to kind of hone it in, and then we've just done a, a couple of things where we've kind of, where where, where, we, where we've had some good exposure. So, say for example, when we did Sophia Webster's shop, and she's got 1.3 million 
um, Instagram followers, you know, for her to post about the shop, then great. And then when we did Holiday House, which was a charity, um, a charity event in St. John's Wood, and she created the bed for us, and Richard Woods, the artist, created the wall covering for us, mm -hmm. and we kind of made it to be a really Instagrammable, Instagrammable teenage dream room. That was the brief in, in the office. Let's make it Instagrammable. It was pink, and it had Leon, and it had lots of fun things going on in it. And so getting a bit of traction like that, and then... Um, you know, taking advantage of people going into Holiday House. There was a buzz about Holiday and House. And was that the point at which it really began to take off it's in terms been of followers? A, I think it's been, it's a, been a slow it's burn. A, it's been a yeah. slow burn, but then I think the more, the more people that are following you, the more followers you get without necessarily having to do so much. I think those first few thousand followers you have to work really, really hard for. But then I think if someone goes onto your account and sees, oh, you've got X amount of thousand followers. Oh, no, I looked, at, I looked at your number of followers two weeks apart and you gained an extra 900 followers in the space oh God, of six days. Oh, you're aren't you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think this know. is a perfect time, though, to jump in and go, it's not about the followers. Absolutely. So, you know, I think that's a really important bubble to pop right at the beginning. So there's lots of anxiety around having big numbers. I'd say it's worth working really hard to get over 10,000 because that gives you the swipe up on stories. And we get onto stories in yeah. a minute because that's a whole other little thing, mm -hmm. isn't it? It's exactly. slightly different to the grid. <laughs> So you really want that swipe up because that's when you can swipe people direct to your website or yep. direct to an event you're hosting. So that's a winner. So getting over that 10,000 hump is worth working hard for. After that, seriously, it isn't about the numbers. What it is about is Instagramming with intention to attract the right people who are genuinely engaged, excited, and interested in you and what you've got to offer. And everyone else doesn't matter. So seriously, do you need 100,000 people following your page if all you need is 50 clients a year mm -hmm. or whatever to keep your business going? You know, you've really got to think about that. And I, and I was showing something a bit earlier that I know of example of two friends of mine on Instagram who both have less than 30,000 followers who are earning above 100,000 pounds a year using Instagram as their only marketing, marketing tool, tool for their business. And mm. I have another friend, but, and their intention is to make that money. Don't get me wrong. That's what they're on there for. They're the hustlers. Then I've got another friend who's got half a million followers who makes all her income through Instagram collaborations. And I haven't asked her a number, but I know she isn't, she's nowhere near 100,000. But it's not her intention to make loads of money. She's an artist. She wants to share her love of art and creativity. And so... You know, already you can see that there's, there's different remits. So I think as business owners um, who are looking for whatever it is, selling products, clients, if you're looking for brand collaborations, as an influencer even, because that's something that I'm sort of slipping into, it's not always about those really big numbers. It's about having the right people. That was the question I wanted to ask, actually. What, at what point do you become an influencer? Yeah. What is how the, do you get there? How do you oh, get there? It's, so because you, you must be there. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I take on influence work. I don't call myself an influencer because it isn't, that is not my business model to be an influencer. But there are Could people... Could you define influencer for us, perhaps? Yeah, okay. So I would say, again, because Instagram's grown so quickly, there have some people who've just really got caught up with it, worked really hard with it, played lots of, you know, really engaged. I mean, I don't even think they sleep or see their children, these people. But anyway, they're on it all the time. They're running competitions... Um, they're going to every single press release, influencer event, launch, known to man. You know, they are working, so they deserve every single 
hashtag ad. If you see a hashtag ad on a, on a girl, on a person, give them a high five because they've really <laughs> earned it is all I'm going to say. It's they are majorly hustling. And that is that their business model is to get the numbers and get the engagement so brands will pay them money to market their products through their feed. And I'm thinking this audience isn't probably... probably is there anybody not. here who wants to be an Instagram influencer and make their income through brand collaborations? Or is... So, hands up who would just like more clients for their interior design business? Oh, I was just checking that there were hands. <laughs> People did have hands. That was okay. about half the audience. Yeah, so <laughs> what's the other half doing here? <laughs> so that's really, I think that's really good to be clear because it's really different. And I also think that it can be confusing on Instagram, like who is an interior designer and who's an influencer? Because yeah. a lot of the big influencers are actually non-professionals mm. and they're doing it as a hobby yes um and they're engaging with people in a different way they're not offering professional interior design services they're offering other stuff and it's a different thing it's a it's a it's a zoella zoe sug whole yeah. different thing <laughs> would you yeah. class yourself as an influencer no Simone? no i re i really wouldn't actually someone once called me that and i was quite surprised and very flattered um but no um uh, we're, we're not on Instagram for us is just part part of our marketing strategy. It's not the be all and end all. We're very happy to have Instagram followers, but they don't really pay the bills. It's mm. our it's our clients that, that pay the bills, and some of them aren't even on Instagram. Um, yeah, so it's um, I I, re I genuinely think you know when people get a bit hung up about the numbers, I genuinely think that your number of followers, yes, it makes you more of an influencer if you have more followers and likes and high engagement and yada, yada, yada. But really, the success of your business doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your Instagram profile or anything to do with your social media profile. One Sorry. thing I'd like to ask is, um, if you're starting off, yeah. how on earth do you get noticed now? Because Instagram is so big. I think it's got, what, one billion, billion users now? Well, what yeah. about Mrs. Hinch? Have you heard Mrs. Yes, the, the, the cleaner. The, the cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. So she launched her yeah. Instagram account in August 2018. It's yeah. not even a year old and she's got two million followers. So you're never too late <laughs> to yeah. grow an Instagram yeah. following. There's no case of missing the boat. And I feel if you are new to Instagram or you're just going to say, right, I'm going to take this on, it's literally that. It's a slow game. Mm. It is a slow game unless you happen to do loads of cleaning videos that goes viral. You know, but... <laughs> It's a slow game and take the pressure off yourself that it's not about the numbers. And I would also urge you not to think, what's Instagram going to offer me? What am I going to get out of it? it you know, when am I going to get my numbers up? And more like, what can, what, what can work the other way? You know, Instagram works very much on generosity. So what you put in, you get back. Mm -hmm. So share. It's a sharing place. And again, it's a human place. You know, sometimes, I, every time I post, on the grid, it has to be pretty people. You are designers. You need nice pictures. Get those apps. I use the color app or there's VSCO that's brilliant. So you can take a picture on your iPhone and then tweak it so it looks like a photographer's taking it. You need to do that. Your pictures need to look pretty. They don't need to be professional. And funnily enough, sometimes if they don't look professional, they get better engagement because it feels more real. So pretty pictures on the grid, good captions. And rule of thumb is if it's a caption, what am I offering the person reading this? If it's just like, look at me, I've designed a pretty room. You're not really offering anybody that. If you're like, um, this room really works because I've gone for an oversized headboard in a really tiny bedroom and it's just given it the bleh, or whatever. You know, like what little tip can you offer people that makes you look like you know what you're talking about, makes you look like the expert and is offering something up to someone? Or, you know, sometimes 
like on stories for today, I just went, oh, Easter holidays, you know, that whole childcare work juggle's a bit stressful. And I just got flooded with messages of people going, oh, God, I'm so glad it's not me. You know, so sometimes it's just a little bit of business chat of like, you know. You were, you were going to talk to us about stories too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, are you ready to talk about stories? And then we, can get, we must get onto IGTV as well before we run out of time. So stories is... I think brilliant because you, it only lasts for 24 hours and really precious interior designers, we don't have to freak out so much. So that's when you don't have to have the beautifully styled image um, and you can be a lot freer and more personal because it's going to go in 24 hours. And if you can get into, it doesn't have to be your face. So I'm very confident in the front of the camera, so I yabber, yabber, yabber away showing my face. And no, people really like that. But I know, like, Kate Watson Smythe, who's got 177,000 Instagram followers, uh, never shows her face on her stories. She just does, like, little blog posty things. Um, so work out what you want to show on stories. But the idea is you can be much freer and much more intimate and much more, oh, I'm in, I'm in Milan, I'm seeing this. Or mm. I'm at a, you know, when you're at your Royal Academy, you know. Yeah. Here's me and Sophie Webster, like, <laughs> hanging out with the dude. You know, whatever. It's just... <laughs> totally. It's, it's, that, it's, my, it? it's Again, it's this authenticity thing. Um, but I do think that it's really important for stories. And I think that, you know, a lot of people... Interior design is a really fab, fun industry. And I think that a lot of what we do, we don't realise is really sexy and glamorous, but it is really sexy yes, and glamorous. Yes, you've got to share yeah. that. And, Not and enough really interior nice designers are doing exactly. that at all. So when you're being shown beautiful things in the office um, by, by whoever, then it's really nice to post about it because actually you're then showing beautiful things to however many people are, are following you. So do you do stories on things like supplier visits as well as things that are happening on site? Yep, totally. So we do site visits because a lot of the time also, you'll, um, at the end of the day, you'll, you'll see a really nice professional photo or, or a nice photo, but you don't see all the things that have gone on behind it, the mood boards, the different colour renders, the, you know... The, the tears, the, 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 the hair pulling. <laughs> <laughs> all of that good stuff. Throwing blunt exactly. objects. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, but there's lots of really nice things. So um, we got a really high level of engagement once when we did um, we did a, a sketch. Um, Louisa, who's in the audience, did a beautiful sketch of a bar that we put on Instagram. And then we showed um, how that then went to the, from the sketch to a, a technical drawing. And then, you know, in a few months' time, we'll be able to show from sketch to technical drawing and then the real thing. And, and what, are you saving those in highlights? Well, so what, what we'll do at the end is do the highlights, yes. I mean, or, I, I'm, like, tag them all together and make a nice little IGTV they, video. Yes, yeah. and you'll have to tell me about well, that. Well, I haven't quite bitten IGTV. that. Tell us about <laughs> yeah, IGTV, but, Sophie. Well, so, any, so to finish on stories is the reason why I want to jump up and down about it is because that is where it's at, people. Yeah. It's all about the stories. Because more people are now looking at stories than they are at the grid. So, um, Interesting. And the good news is it's way easier to smack content out on stories. Totally. You can be like, bing, 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 swipe up to go to my website, which you can't do on the grid. Mm. So, it's, so it's brilliant. I mean, I get, like I said, maybe between two... A uh, thousand and three thousand on average, maybe likes for an image. I'll get between ten and fifteen thousand people watch my stories. Like that is a wow. much bigger wow. chunk Audience. of the pie. Yeah. And they're swiping up to my blog post and they're swiping up to listen to my podcast. You know, it's just brilliant. Or if I'm working with a brand, 
that's where the, you know that's where that's a valuable commodity mm. then then I then then you know they can swipe through to people's websites yeah and I, I went to a talk by Eva Chen who's head of fashion at Instagram and she was saying that it is it's all about stories and it's the side you know people are very used to seeing the, the polished photos and what's really nice and very engaging is actually showing behind the scenes showing showing well, all again, of the because things because it makes it real because it and makes it, it real it. and it's and it's a point of view that you don't ever see you know. And how many people want to be interior designers? Everybody. Like everybody. And who gets to really see that treat? Hardly anyone. So you are the gatekeepers to a whole load of interior porn that yeah. people could... You've got an audience out there <laughs> yeah. dying to see it. You know, we yeah. take it for granted. You know, you're fondling lovely samples in the office. So, you know, people would are like, whoa, you know, what yeah, is totally, that? Totally. A sample totally. board. Oh, they get all quivery. And you can share that on and your then, story. And then the other thing is if you then link. So if you say someone's name and then you link, then they can then post it on their stories. And, that, and again, if you want to... Um, create more followers, create more of a buzz. So say, for example, all of us here tonight, we can all link about each other and then we can all post on each other's stories and then... And then Share the love, and, and, and you're it? sharing... That, that's the thing. Instagram really is very much about sharing. It's about sharing everything. Um, and it seems to be quite a positive place. I mean, there's obviously... There's the downside of everything, you know, with the body image and all of that sort of stuff. But when it comes to interiors, it seems like a really positive place. People only really say nice things. There doesn't seem to be any sort of that negative trolling type of thing because it's just pretty pictures. It's harmless fun for, for interior design. There are definite other things about Instagram that aren't perfect. But I think it's really nice to be able to, sh to, 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 to share the love, share the pretty pictures and share the process behind how you get, get to the end product as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's not Twitter. It's not Twitter. It's not Twitter. No, it's a, and you're right. I've never had a. I can't remember any nasty negative comments no. at all that I've received. Uh, yeah, I've had them on Twitter. Although I do quite like them. They're quite funny. The trolls on Twitter. But um, I, actually, I remember <laughs> one. I was on a, I was on Design Challenge, and someone went. God, that woman looks like a toddler who's just been let loose in TK Maxx. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that one I really hope. You know what you think? They're being horrible, but actually they're right. <laughs> uh, so, so come on then, back right. to IGTV. So we've done the story. So IGTV is Instagram's relatively new offering, which is set to rival YouTube, which I've had a dabble with YouTube in the past, and I just, it, I just didn't feel the love for it, and I wasn't getting the engagement there, mm. so I sort of dropped it. But, uh, you know, video is perfect for our genre, you know? So it's something I haven't yet... Well, I've used it a couple of times with brands, but I haven't produced my own IGTV content yet, but I think it's really worth considering, and I think... I think Instagram might favour you if you start using it because they want people to be promoting yes, it. So, you know, totally. the cynical part of me thinks, well, oh, should we be doing that then? But, you know, again, people love a before and after. So if you can document, even if it's some stills of the before and then get a videographer in to do a lovely reveal of you revealing a project and then he can drop in the befores of like, well, this looked like this and now it looks like that. And you, yeah. as the expert, explaining why you've designed a space a certain way... I think if I was an interior designer, I'd be doing that because it's setting you up as an expert. It's giving you a platform to talk about what you're good at and you're showcasing your portfolio in a very media savvy way other than a swipe across portfolio. So you, I agree. Are you using it yet? Not yet. If only you're I had about the, any minute now. The, if only I had the time. I mean, I've also I've thought about doing YouTube channels, thought about doing all of these other things. The thing is, 
So I, I used to work in, um, in, me, in old media. So um, in, interior design is, is, a, is a second career. So old media, so I used to work in print and publishing and TV as well. So I know how the media work, how, the, how media works. And I know that at Instagram now, so from going to, to some of these talks at, at Instagram, it's all about keeping people on Instagram for as long as possible. You know, that is the me, that's how they're going to sell you more things. And so the more you're in Instagram, the, the better it is. The probably the more that you're posting, the more that you're doing IGTV, the more that you're using all of their new things, the more they will probably push you up the algorithms as well. As well. Mm. So um, there is that. One day I will get around to, to doing it. It's just about having time there. And when you're running your own business, and you know, and Instagram is a part of a strategy, but it's not. It's not our. You know, it it's doesn't. Not what we it do. doesn't pay the bills mm. basically. So um, so so while so while it's it's important to us. It, you know, for me to take time out to spend time with the videographer or, or doing all those things, it's not the top priority at the moment. It's one of those things that when I when I get time, I definitely will do it because I do think that it's important and I do think that it that it's really useful and good ways of showcasing your brand and all of those other things. But I think there's all these things. There's a lot of noise and really running an interior design business. It's just you've got to run your business and all of the other stuff is is auxiliary. You know to to help you run your business, but um, and it would be really nice to, to be able to have an expert or someone kind of tell you, right, th these are the, are the video people to use that will do the best IGTV, that's going to take the least time, that's going to get you the best engagement. So I do think that there are experts out there, and it's probably worth finding those experts to help you do that if that's part of your strategy. Um, and I think, but it's, it's all about creating content. It's a bit of a beast that you need to keep on creating mm -hmm. that content so that you keep being engaged. How do you ration your time? Yeah, it's a beast. It's a beast and it's feeding daily. Yeah. And it's, it's not a beast, it's a monster. How do I do what? How do you ration your time? Ration it. I mean, <laughs> I think one of, the, one of the disadvantages I find for Instagram is I'm on it a lot and it's hard to compartmentalise it. And I would like to get much better at scheduling posts using these apps where you can do a week's worth of posts and not look at it again. Like, I always have a dream that I'm going to do that, and I just never get the content, yeah. enough backlog of content. And, all and I'm just not a very organized person. I'm quite responsive. <laughs> um, and people say to me, God, when do you get time to reply to all those messages? And I'm like, cooking the tea, I'm on the train. You know, and sometimes you I'm watching telly, and I'm like, oh, this is a bit boring. I'm just going to... And, you know, it fills all my empty moments. I don't know whether that's very health healthy for me mentally. Probably not. <laughs> Do you religiously reply? Do you reply to yeah. everyone that messages you? Do you know, my feeling is with replies is someone's taken the trouble to engage with my content and they've even gone to the trouble to leave me a message. So they're at least going to get a kiss emoji back or a thank you. You know, they don't need a long thing. Someone goes, oh, my God, I love that. It's gorgeous. And I might just thank you. send them a happy face yeah, or, yeah. A, or a thank yeah. you. know. Um, and the same with my DMs. Now, my DMs were getting a little bit out of control with too many people going, so I've got a grey living room, and uh, what colour sofa should I buy? And um, could you tell me, patent or plain curtains? And, you know, I was just like, oh, whoa, 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 this is not an interior design consultation service. Yeah. So I now do, oh, it's another thing we've not talked about, Instagram Live. So I now do an Instagram live on a Friday at 12 o'clock, and I've decided to do it a weekly thing. It's half an hour, and if you've got a question for me, you can pop on Friday and ask it, and I'll answer it. That's a great And idea. then I save it for idea. 24 hours on highlights. Yeah. And I've noticed quite a few... I'll tell you who else does this, Herringbone Kitchens on Instagram. Again, I don't think they've got the most massive feed, 
They're really, really worth looking at. I think they do their marketing on Instagram really well. They do lots of Instagram lives. They do a kitchen Q&A. And people can say, oh, you know, is Carrera Marble over? Or, you know, what kind of hood should I have if I've got a gold tap? What sort of cooker hood should I have? And, you know, all these kinds of questions. And they just bash through and answer them. And they're, what's, they're looking like a really lovely company who give away free advice. And they really know their onions. So it's like, I think they're really, really savvy to be doing that. And again, they're giving away. Yeah. But it does make me think, oh, I'd recommend them as a kitchen yeah. company because they're... They're showing what they're good at in a different and in an engaging way. So what's been the most successful thing that you've posted? What one piece would you say? So proud of that. So on, to, on the grid, are you just asking if we're measuring success in the amount of likes I had? Well, no, success in what you feel has, has created the best engagement for you. It doesn't need to be the most likes. But. The most um, engagement I ever had on stories was when I was rushing to get my house finished before Christmas. And it was like... People were going out of their mind of whether I was actually going to get it done in time. <laughs> to a point, was she going to get the well, curtains? Kelly Hoppen even messaged me and went, "Will you just get this house finished?" <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. She just like couldn't handle it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so you know, a bit of reality, a bit of jeopardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you, Simone? Um, I think our room in Holiday House was probably our most engaged post because we had lots of other people posting about it. Um, we got a lot of people coming in. And unfortunately, it was before you could save stories and then put them on highlights. So um, it was a bit of a shame because we just got loads of people posting about it, which was really good. We also did um, something from the entranceway for Decorex last year, oh, yes. which was really... Um, that got loads of um, engagement as well on Instagram, which was really good because then we could save that to our highlights. So now you can go into our highlights and you can see the whole build-up of how we did the scheme and, and all, of the, all of the parts that went in, into doing it and the technical plans and all of that good stuff. And then you've got lots of people and all their comments about it. So it's really nice because then that will always be there as our Decorex highlights, which was really nice. Um, and, yeah, um, when we do kind of very loud, very bright, whether it's a piece of art. So I think um, one of the, our most successful posts was a picture of the Jim Lambie staircase of, uh, entrance to the Royal Academy, which was just this multicoloured staircase. So I think if it's colourful and art and interiors, our followers, because that's what, why they're following us, really engage with that. So, yeah, those are a couple of our best posts. Is there a popular colour on Instagram? I've heard pink is one of the most popular colours. On Instagram, but I may have heard that well. from you, actually. <laughs> oh. um, I did hear that on a, on a radio, on Radio 4, actually. They were talking about food, because actually it's not just interior design, but food has become a real Instagram thing, so much so that they're dyeing the colour of different juices and food to make them more Instagrammable. Um, so, pink food. Well, I don't oh, know about that. You know, but, um, but I think, every, you know, there are, there are people... That being a mother of a teenage daughter, you kind of have to take a bit of a step back when you see people photographing their whole lives and documenting their whole lives and you think, well, is this really the world that you want them to, to live in? So, But there is, you know, food definitely and, and I've seen some funny posts about Coachella because they were talking about how it's the influencer Olympics and you just, <laughs> there was this outtake video of just loads of people everywhere just being, just being photographed all the time and, and you just think, well, if they're, spending all their time being photographed or taking photos, are they really in being present and being yeah. in the moment? So there is this kind of backlash, I think, of being, you know, just enjoying something for the sake of enjoying it as opposed to photographing it. And I think that's a really good point around how we manage our Instagram experience. And what I've done quite ruthlessly is unfollowed a lot of people that weren't making me feel good. 
Yeah. So don't be afraid to do that. I think when I started on Instagram, I followed a lot of very big accounts, feeling like I had to be like them in order to be successful. But actually, they weren't, their perfect lives weren't making me feel good with their yep. perfect children in their Ralph Lauren room set. You know what I mean? So, um, so don't be afraid to have a regular check-in. If yeah. someone's producing content that you're just like, oh, no, then, you know, get rid and just follow the people that inspire you, lift you up. And I think as well, kind of like keep you focused on what your Instagram for. Like maybe don't follow all the fitness people and the foodie people <laughs> and on your business account because yeah. when you're on there for business, you know, that's what I do. I have two accounts. You know, and I follow the Love Island contestants and everything on my personal account. Because, you know, I'm at work. I don't want to suddenly see, like, a, a juicing body. I, I don't actually want to look at that anyway. But, you know, you don't want something that isn't relevant. So I think keep focus on Instagram. Follow it for the right reasons. And it will keep you focused and get you the most out of it. Yes, tot- I totally agree. I think if there are accounts, whether they're whatever sort of accounts there are. I mean, there are some interior designers that seemingly have these perfect lives with these and, and, and these perfect, amazing jobs all over the world. And you just think, oh, my gosh, that's just so amazing, you know. Um, but why, why haven't I got that? And, so, and, and I think it's not just with work. It's, it's with everything. I think if something's not talking to you, then, the, then there's no harm in unfollowing accounts because Instagram really should just be something that you dip in and out of. It's like a curated magazine. So for us, you know, the, the people that we follow or the, the, the people that I follow on my personal account are just people that I like to see, whether it's friends, family, other interior designers or whatever. But it's things that enrich and I enjoy looking at their pictures and I generally like, you know, them and, and their lives and everything they're doing. The weird thing is when the when you might meet someone that you follow and think that you know them so well because you know where they've been on holiday and the age of their children and how was their birthday party, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a bit strange like that because it's such an insight into people's lives. But I do think it's, it's really nice. Um, it, it's lovely to, to follow people who, who give you some, something positive to look at and, and to enjoy. Yeah, some joy. It I should be joy. Yeah, it should about, be about joy. joy. Awesome. <laughs> totally. Thanks very much. We're now going to open up the conversation to the floor. So who has a question for one of our social media experts? I'm Kay Quillen from Houseology. I just had a question for Sophie. Sophie, you mentioned earlier that you get all of these DM messages and so you're doing the Instagram Live to deal with all of that. So now when you get a lot of DM messages... Do you just not reply to them? Or oh, no, I say, you know... I can, out there about I, the live? Yeah, I just sort of say, you know, I hope you can appreciate it. I can't answer that here. But hop in on one of my 12 o'clock Friday lives. And, and I don't promise to answer it then either because I get inundated there too, unfortunately. But, you know, you can keep tuning in and answering. But I think people have to understand that somebody with a sizable account isn't going to be able to design their front room for them. You know, I don't... Yeah. Most people get that. Mm-hmm. So, um... But I do want to help, like I genuinely do. So it was just a way, this is why Instagram I think is so brilliant. Instagram's given me the tool where I can offer a free design service for somebody. I mean, the other thing, you know, or I say, come on one of my workshops and we'll sort it out, because obviously that's then me trying, you know, with something that I can sell through marketing. So I can also say that too, that if you really want to know. And I'm also currently writing an online course But this is all answering problems that I've discovered through my Instagram audience. Because I now know what everybody's problems are, I can now write content and produce courses to help people with those problems. It's a market research. It's a market researching tool too, yeah. Yeah. Do you get a lot of messages on Instagram? 
We get some. We get some. Normally, people trying to sell us things mm. as opposed to what, anything from India. Else. Anywhere, 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 anywhere in the world. In languages that I've never seen before. Um, but yeah, we often, a lot of our messages are people trying to sell us things. So just, yeah, be warned about that because it's not just, you know, there's not very many people saying, oh, I, I really want you to come and, w come and do lots of work for us. It's more a case of, um, please, can I come and have a meeting with you? I'm in London yeah. next week. So we do, we do get quite a sizable amount, but less engagement. We're not... I think it's very different. We're, we're, we're on Instagram for, for different reasons. So we're, we, we're not necessarily very engaged. We don't write loads of blurbs. We don't... It's, it's, for us, it's, 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 it's a different tool for us. It's much more visual. Yeah, I think you've got to be upfront on, on how much you want to open the door. So I very much... You know, for me, it's all about the engagement. So I very much open the doors. I mean, like Kelly Hoppen, for example, I was just having a look at her feed today. And she's really taken on the IGTV thing and posting on the grid... Because she wants her real remit, she really wants to share her expertise and she really wants to share her business acumen. So yes, she's an interior designer, but she also wants to be seen as a as an inspirational entrepreneur, which she is, but that's what she wants to share. So I think you can really tailor it to whatever it is you want to offer. Yeah, yeah. totally. Good. Any more questions? Yeah, I'm Nicola from Nicola the Interiors, and I'm a bit like you, Sophie. When it comes to posts regularly on social media, I'm not really well organized. So I've been procrastinating and planning and say, okay, this week I really have to do it, but obviously I never get to do it. So how important is to be consistent and yes, post regularly? Because I'm more of a spontaneous, let's say. If I see something I want to share, I share it. If I feel I want to share something, but not really constant and regular. How important is that? So if you're an influencer who's wanting to grow numbers and engagement, it is critical. It is everything. So, you know, for example, my friend Kate Watson-Smythe, she posts every day without fail at 7 a.m. I mean, she is a phenomenal, it's amazing. you know, but that, that's how she works. Yeah. I try and commit, I try and commit to, do you know what? There's part of me that refuses to be a slave to it. I'm a little bit more rebellious, <laughs> so I don't want to do that. And I might post in the morning, I might post in the evening. And since the algorithms jumped around and you're not seeing things in time order anyway, it doesn't really matter yeah. as much, which it's is good. What I'm doing at the moment is just checking what's the the time really when my followers look at it. Like for example, in my case is after 9 p.m. Yeah, evening, isn't it? Evening. Evening time. So I'm so trying I, to stick to that, like posting at the right time. But then time, the thing is, is, is that's when most people are posting. So you've got a more crowded audience in the evening because that's mm -hmm. what everybody's doing. Um, and there's a lot of people who like to look at a post in the morning while they're making their tea. Yeah, or their I do that as well. Like so I don't think... I think you can do either. You'll also know from your post, if you post in the middle of the day and nobody comments, you're like, oh, that's obviously a really daft time to mm. post. So you can play around. I think also play around with the content. Like, for example... I know that if I post a picture of myself, it won't be the most liked picture, but they do quite well. Rooms is what people want to see from me, surprisingly. Mm. But sometimes there'll be a picture of me in an outfit. Kate Watson-Smythe never likes to show herself, but she did today, and her post bombed. And that's not because Kate's not beautiful and <laughs> yes. lovely, but it's just that people aren't... She never posts herself, so naturally people aren't going to her feed to look at pictures of her. Mm. So... I'm not saying... So this is why there's no one rule fits all. Some people do really sure. well posting pictures of themselves in their outfits if it's relevant to what they're communicating. Mm -hmm. Do you have a set time, Simone? No. Um, I look at our business insights and, and I know that evenings do better, but I posted at lunchtime today and it did pretty well. So well, yeah, exactly. It, there mean, isn't a rule, is there? there but I really would say isn't. the consistency thing is important in so much as you do it regularly. Like, just 
don't disappear for weeks on end. Oh, and this is another one that I see people do. They'll have a project photographed, have 12 images, and throw them all out at the yeah. same time. Don't, don't do, do that. that. That's like 12 days worth of content that you've just ruined in a yes. heartbeat. So, um, yeah. Conversely, is it possible to, to post too often? Yes, I've yeah. I've gone off. I've unfollowed accounts that post too often. I, yes, it just drives you nuts. It just drives me nuts. They're on my feed too much. It's like I didn't really sign up for this. I think no Gets more. a bit spammy. Yeah, no, no more than once a day. I, w I would say. I mean, I I know that if we posted more often, our engagement goes up and everything goes up. But it's just not something, as I think I've made clear, it's just not something that we're necessarily pursuing or have the time to do. So we post, I try and make sure that we post at least once a week. Yeah, um, I think that's fine. But you're not going to disappear for sort of months on no, end. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disappear for months on end. But that said, I, I know someone that did disappear for months on end and his followers haven't gone down at all. So I think it's, you know, it's just playing around. There really are no hard and fast rules. So minimum once a day, let's say. If you're trying maximum to build, if you're trying to build, you need to be more on it yeah. because the algorithm won't show you to anyone. You'll just be hidden. Not if even you if you put loads of hashtags on. And I don't, th and apparently the hashtags don't really work. I mean, I, I don't want to maybe edit that bit no. out. I'm not a, but I've heard the hashtags aren't where it's at. I, I'm not sure about the, the value of hashtags. I did read an article recently saying that you should go for hashtags that have um, 20,000 or so things on them as opposed to, I'll go for one that says interior design that's like 21 million have posted somewhere. But apparently that's too, that's too much. You won't or you be need seen. to spread apparently. Yes. Because you can have little niche ones as well which have only got like 5,000. Yeah. I find the hashtags quite questionable actually. I know that for some people they really work but... I'm not really sure. And you've got to keep you've got to use authentic hashtags. So you can't just use an influencer's hashtag who's a makeup artist because you think it's going to be popular. It needs yeah. to be relevant to the picture you're posting. Yeah. But, okay. but sometimes it's it's quite nice to kind of develop your own hashtag as well. Thank you. Excellent. Have you got a hashtag? Um, Studio sus, and sometimes we have living with colour, and sometimes we have living with art. Do you? Mine's um, hashtag band the beige. Oh, I, love that. <laughs> I should use that one too because I hate beige. Ever in an interior. We had a question over there. Got our work cut out there, haven't we? <laughs> my name's Harriet, Harriet Ford Design. Um, my question is a bit of a curveball um, LinkedIn. Mm. So, what do you think about LinkedIn? Because I actually find it quite a useful. Um, tool in as much as um, we do commercial work, we do hospitality yeah. and actually a lot of uh, our clients will be engaged with that where they will find that they would perceive Instagram to be too personal yeah. whereas they actually like the business aspect of the formality of LinkedIn and I just wonder whether any of you actually use that at all. Um, I don't really. I know that I should uh, but again it's one of those time things um but i do know lots of people that use it and really recommend it i know people that use it for recruitment um and i do think it's probably a really good platform to be on um but again it's one of those things we were talking earlier about platforms that you're a little bit engaged in but not necessarily engaged in and i don't know if i could build in another social media but i i've heard amazing things about it and i would like to be on linkedin properly 
I find that I actually get responses from people who've seen a post mm. um, and said to me, oh, I see you've got some really good stuff going on on LinkedIn, much more than people come up to me and say, I love your Instagram feed. I mean, 100%. If you're finding LinkedIn is working for you and getting returns, then put your energies there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do try to limit the amount of time I spend on social media because I think ultimately I'm an interior designer. That's my job. Um, and I'm now of an era where we would we didn't have we didn't have the internet when I first started. So, uh, you know, I'm not a dinosaur. I don't think they had it when I started. (laughs) Well, we weren't using it anyway, were we? I remember graduating and being given an email address. It was like, hey, look, you can have an email address. And thinking, what what, what do I do with that? The first first system I worked on, the company I was working at the time, the internet was just uh, text. There were no pictures. Yep. So oh, that was all wow. provided for you, just like a sort of text thing. It was very strange. Anyway, um, I so I have a kind of ambiguous relationship with social media because on one hand I feel it shouldn't take, it certainly shouldn't take precedence over the work. Mm. And I think that the addictive nature of in, uh, social media can easily... You, it can easily start to get into that realm, yeah. I find. The, the dopamine hit of getting, looking, watching, following, da da So I'm, I'm into keeping it small, but I do think LinkedIn is really important. No, that, I, I, I would agree. I would agree. But I do, I do think with Instagram, I think it's important for, to have a portfolio on there because I think, I think if, you, you know, if you're having f- photographs done for your website or anything else than just to be posting something maybe once a week once every couple of weeks whatever but to have a, have a presence on there because I think to not have a presence on there maybe you know it, it depends on your clients essentially but I think I think it's important to to be using it and have a presence on there but you don't necessarily have to be fully engaged and posting every day or anything like that but I think um it's a it's a free platform essentially for you to be able to just get your get your images out there and your voice heard yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens when it floats on the market really good point because i don't think you should put all your eggs in the instagram basket i certainly I would never I do think that it's dangerous and that's why you've yeah. got to keep your other your other things going totally. so for me as somebody who uses a lot of social media my blog is still worth investing because i will always own that and it's another reason actually why i decided to do a podcast too um because we me and kate own that podcast and we can do whatever we like with it and we can post or not post and talk about whatever we want and that is so liberating when you work in media yeah, isn't yeah, it truly. and no one's gonna not commission it or you know decide it's got to have loads of ads in it or yeah it's great so having media that you have control of is yeah. important should we talk about pinterest Oh, do we have to? Now, Pinterest, <laughs> tell you what, pin, what's good to flag up is Pinterest is not social media. Okay? Exactly. Agree. So I think that's a really Agree. good thing to pick because I think it gets grouped in the same pool. Pinterest isn't social media. It is a search engine like Google for images. And it's massive for traffic to your website. So I would wholeheartedly recommend people get a Pinterest strategy. Interesting. We don't really, again, it's one of those things that I don't really use, but we do have a lot of clients that use it. So what they'll do is they'll do their Pinterest boards and then lovely Louisa in in the office um, and she will then be able to translate that into what we're we, doing we do in the exactly office. We do exactly the same thing. So we, I know that there are lots of interior designers that are creating Pinterest boards and things like that, but I don't really see the reason why we would need to do that but it's definitely the client our clients are definitely using it um and so for them for us to have be able to have that dialogue and see the, all the work that they've done on pinterest so that we can you know so you use the, it as a design tool rather than a marketing tool is that absolutely yeah so i've just started using it 
as a driver to my website because mm. essentially all this stuff is to get people to my website yeah. all of this stuff is so people land on my website and they book me for work or they sign up for one of my courses that's what my website's designed to do and my main director was instagram by a long shot for a lot of time but i was hearing people influencers going oh pinterest this and pinterest that and i was like oh i need to get into this pinterest thing and i did a free course with a with a lady called jen standbrook and then I did some consultations with her. And since and she said, it's a really slow burn. Like, you're not going to see a lot of change quickly. But already, in a couple of months, it's vastly overtaken oh, the really? traffic to my website above what Instagram directs. So don't... Uh, yeah. Interesting. I think that, yeah, it's one to get engaged. Oh, it's another complete monster. Mm. But it is... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is something that I... Do. So I, I do all my... Instagram, that is me. As I've said, I post, I DM. Uh, my interiors editor who helps with all, my, uh, with all my blog and picture resizing and all that stuff that doesn't need to be me mm. and making sure the link's alive and the research and the celebrity interviews and all that kind of stuff, she does all the pinning. Because yeah. it's time-consuming, but I don't need to do it. So it is some, if you get to a point in your business where it's worth having that extra amount of traffic, you can assign somebody within your business to do that. So do you have your images pinnable from your website? Yes. Okay. Uh, and I, that's with all the out text yeah. and all of that. And that is so important because when someone pins that image and then if they click on the link, then they land on your website. Your website. Okay. And if your clients are looking for inspiration on their website and they click on something and then they end up on your website, that is really valuable, yeah. I would argue. Yeah. So, um, but it is a different conversation. Different conversation. It's not right. social media. Okay. Any more questions? Nyamai from B Design Consultants. Um, do you ever regret anything that you post? For example, like if you post something uh, and later you don't kind of like what you posted, do you delete it, or because you want that human element, you kind of keep it? I think that's re I think that's a really good question. I posted a hashtag Instasham the other day which is a fun one. And I posted a picture of my living room with the Lego tossed everywhere and the cushions all on a, like, a, like what it looks like all the time. Before I've gone, I need a post for the grid. I'll just like foof everything and move everything behind the camera, take a shot. I just left it. And I just shared, you know what, guys? This is actually what my living room looks like. And I was a bit like, post. And then I just got so much love of, oh, it's so nice to see. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, there weren't knickers on the floor. Like, it wasn't embarrassing, <laughs> but it was real life. So, you know, I think it's good to try. Funnily enough, very at the beginning, I did a Instagram stories while I was in the bath because my bathroom's really horrible and I haven't decorated it. And I, I don't know if you know anyone who follows me. I've never seen my bathroom. And I was just like, I'm lying in my bath looking at this bathroom. Isn't it depressing? And I shared it. And then I was like, what the I've just shared that I'm naked in the bath. <laughs> what was I thinking? And then I did go straight and then delete my... No, no, yeah. no, no. That's a one step too authentic. People do not need to know that I'm lying in my bath right now looking at my beige. Because it's beige, my bathroom. And beige. So, and the beige. I've got a beige. I've got a beige. Oh, my God. Can you edit that out? I've got a beige bathroom. And I hate it. But I... I have, yeah, I've just not got around to doing it yet. Um, yes, I, if I think a post isn't doing brilliantly, then I might just take it down or I might change the caption or I might just change it, change it around. But I've got no qualms about taking it down. I haven't, you know, it's just another couple of minutes in a day. So if something's, if I'm posting something and I think, oh, that, you know, quite, and it does happen, you know, 
more, more on more than one occasion you post something and you think it's going to do really well and it just tanks, then I might just delete it. But what I'm hearing from both of you is that it's very important to monitor your engagement. You're both clearly yes. looking at what's getting yeah, the yeah. responses and then editing and honing your future content in accordance with that. Yes yeah. and no. I would say turn your notifications off because... Oh, yes, that's a rule number one. Yeah, because otherwise it can be quite addictive and if something isn't getting lots of likes, then you might get a little bit upset by it and really <laughs> there's no joy in that. And um, there's always tomorrow. There's, there's always, always tomorrow. a new post so tomorrow. Gen- yeah, so generally what I'll do is I'll post and then I'll just do something else for a couple of hours and then, then I'll check on it after a few hours because sometimes you might not get anything for the first however many minutes and it might be a slow burn. So quite often I'll not check for a few hours or something afterwards and then I'll be able to take a view as to and I know that that's quite anti what a lot of people do because it, it means that if someone is posting then they haven't got that immediate engagement from me or whatever or blah 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 but it doesn't it well, what you're saying Simone which I totally back up is who's the boss here yeah you're the boss and I think <laughs> too often Instagram becomes the boss yes and it's like, mummy, mummy, can you help me with... No, 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 I'm just replying to this yeah. direct message. It's like, hold on a minute. Yeah. Like, what is more important? So I think it, that is really crucial that you don't let Instagram treat you like a slave, that you have to I do try. it. I try, I <laughs> well, that, well, try. I'm talking it. to myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, because... Because I am, I'm very conscious about the amount of time that it could and, and does Suck take up. up. You yeah. know, I live with um, some Instagram addicts. Um, my husband is quite addicted to Instagram. Is my daughter he? is quite addicted to Instagram. Well, I try, but I'm trying, you know, I'm always there. My phone's down, you know, everything yeah. unplugged by eight o'clock, blah, 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 everything. And I try and live by those rules. And I have to say, I'm a lot happier since since spending less time on Instagram. I'm sorry, sorry for saying that. But That's I, okay. But I, I do find, you know, I'm on, I'll go, I'll dip in, when I haven't got the notifications, so I see how, they, I will dip in and out of it. So I will dip into Instagram, I'll see how we're doing, I'll like and follow and, or whatever, I'll, I'll check my Instagram post, but I'm really trying to limit it to a, not a very large amount of time. I'd like to keep up to date with everything um, and then just remove myself from it completely. <laughs> exactly, and there's so much more to be doing. <laughs> One more question. Last one. Hi, um, I'm Abby Greenland. Um, earlier you were talking about um, kind of creating that behind the scenes of interior design and giving people an insight. Um, lots of time we create work and we're worried about client confidentiality yep. and not showing off like what their scheme is and everything. So how do you yep. go about that? That's a very good question. Um, normally we'll ask clients, well, first of all, if there's ever anything technical with their names on or anything, I will always strategically place something over so you can't see the address, you can't see the name, you can't see anything. Um, and then we'll discuss it with clients. You know, do you mind if we post things? We would never post anything of their plans or or if we're working with a, with, with clients who definitely say that they, they don't want anything posted, then we will then we will not post anything about it. So when we were working um, on the shoe shop, for example, then all of that was under strict embargo, and then it was all a big splash when, when, when the shop opened. Um, so we couldn't post anything about, about the, the, the behind the scenes, and that's fine because then um, you know, everyone has their own agenda. So I think if you just ask your clients how they feel about things... Um, our clients seem to quite like it. You know, sometimes we'll post, you know, some of the mood boards or something in the office and then the client will message, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see this. So, you know, it, is, it can be quite nice for them because they also get to see the behind the scenes as opposed to just the weekly meeting with you. But I think it's a conversation worth, worth having with them. But just any time we post something, I'm really, really conscious that it can't have any personal details on of the client.
can't. And do you find it, or do you find yourself trying to persuade them sometimes to say it will be a good thing and it's like good advertising in a way for them or not? Not really, no. no. They, they, everyone's got their own agenda. And so if they say for whatever reason, no, no Instagram posts, then that's it. It's fine. Thank you. So thank you to Sophie and Simone for sharing your social media insights with us. And thank you also to Rocker for hosting us today and to you, our audience, for being part of our exciting live debut. You can find the interior design business on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and on-demand services everywhere. We're on Twitter at IntDesignPod and on Instagram and Facebook at Interior Design Business Pod. This episode of the Interior Design Business is a Wildwood and Alfie Media production. <laughs> <laughs>